welcome everybody to podcast number 17. Let's go! Tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Boys We're and back. girls. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Ladies and gentle cars. We're back. Don't ever say that <laughs> ever again. <laughs> ladies and gentle cars. I don't like that. Is that from the movie Cars? It is yes. from the movie Cars. As it's a little better now that I know what movie it's from. Yeah. Tomater says that. Okay. That's even and, better. And I... I, I quoted that line once to my wife, Dana, when we were dating, and she looked at me like I was absolutely insane. Well, it is a little weird. Thing. It's <laughs> something weird. It is weird. I mean, like, you know, it, you, couldn't, you can't quote obscure movies from obscure characters within obscure movies, too. Right. So. Exactly. It's, just, it's a weird phenomenon that <laughs> happens sometimes. And I don't know. Maybe you've heard something, too. Have you heard a, a girl's voice? Maybe, maybe our audience, you've heard her her snicker in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> we have a guest with us. It's the first time she's been on the podcast. I love it. It's actually your sister. It is my sister. Hello, Welcome, hello. Johanna, my sister. Uh, you are, well, I have two sisters. Yes. And so Johanna is the closest to me in age sister that I have. Mm-hmm. And so yep. she's just two years younger than me. And uh, welcome to the podcast, Johanna. Thank you. Thank you. And she's incredibly nervous to be I on the am podcast very because nervous. she thinks I'm going to ask her horrible questions. <laughs> this yes. is true. She, this when is I asked true. her uh, a little bit ago if she would be on the podcast, because um, <laughs> it was literally, you know, a spur of the moment thing. Yeah, a little bit. It is um, actually not just a little bit, very <laughs> much so bit, spur of the moment. Yes. Well, you, came, you were in the office and you said you need help with anything. Yeah, and so I was like, well, actually, we're recording a podcast in 15 minutes. You want to be on? And before that happened, I asked Aaron if three different people could potentially be on the podcast with us today. And he absolutely said no to all three of those people. Interesting. And then he came to me a few minutes later and said, my sister just walked in and asked if we need help for th- with anything. And I told her, actually, we do. We're looking for a guest on our podcast. So that's, that's why you ended up in the chair today. That's that is true. That and, is very true. And now she's in the, the chair of honor. Uh, where all of our podcast guests sit. And it worked out well because what we're going to talk about today in just a little bit, just to give you a heads up, audience, is that we're going to be talking about how it was being raised at, at Cornerstone Church yeah, uh, and then being discipled at Cornerstone Church. And now after going through all the just coming up through the ranks, serving, coming to church, doing all that thing, now Johanna serves at a high level. She's one of our worship leaders for our youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Also, she sings on the main stage as well. She uh, she, helps, she just does a ton of ton of little things. Oh yeah, ton she also stuff. is a Cornerstone Young Adults group that, leader, connect group leader. There you go. She's a connect group leader for a young adult ministry, and uh, she also actually leads a small group of teenagers too. So, do you really? I do. Wednesday, Wednesday nights? nights. Yep. I didn't know that. Yes, maybe I did know that. What age group? Seventh through ninth grade girls. Seven, yeah. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. What a blessed, blessed child you are. <laughs> she's awesome. <laughs> oh she is awesome. Goodness. you got a great yeah. family. And so what she's going to do here in just a little bit is she's going to share her story. She's going to answer our questions, hopefully with wonderful stories about different situations, moments of pain, moments of joy, different trials and triumphs. Yeah. 
being being asked to serve, maybe doing great things and other at times being really scared and maybe not doing all that well. You've been you've not only served at a church, but you've kind of been all over the world on mission trips. That is true. And I remember your first time going on a mission oh trip. Oh my goodness. Where was your first mission trip? My first mission trip was to Mexico City in two thousand and sixteen. And me and Pastor Ben led that trip. Yes. And that was your first time flying. It was terrifying and terrible. It was terrible. your first time. I'm out of the country, obviously, yep. unless you drove to Canada. Nope. Okay. Never been to Canada before. All right. And so, yeah, you were so scared and obviously you did really well. I literally cried on the plane. And But I did not know that because I didn't sit by you. So no. it didn't bother me one bit. <laughs> Was your was uh Carlene on that trip with you? Yes. Was that her first time doing all that stuff yes, too? Yes. Was, was she just as scared as you were? No, just she was about cool it? and fine, and she held my hand the entire time because I thought I was dying. Yeah, she's a she's a wonderful sister. She is. Um, we're gonna we'll ha- we'll get her on the podcast one of these days. One of these days. Carlene is her name because yeah. you don't know who she is, but so. Yeah, and so you've you've done a lot of awesome stuff with us. You've been with us for so long, all these years. How old were you when you first started coming to Cornerstone? I believe I was two years old. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah, because oh, you were two or three because I was four or five. I can't remember. I think I, think I, I was, was two because Carlene was only a few months old when we started coming so to yeah, Cornerstone. So that would make you two, and so, it would have made me four. Yep, mm-hmm. I was two years old. And that would have made me what? You might know more. How old would have I been when you started coming? Uh, no idea. 10? Really? 11? Really? I'm not. Because you're 34? 38. 38? <laughs> I would thought you were way younger. Um, no, you're 14 years older than me. That's why I got me- mixed, mixed up. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that would have made you 16. 16 years. I would have been 16 years old when you started coming. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah, I don't remember you. I don't remember you either. Well, as far as the story goes, from my end, obviously you guys started coming when you were so little and I was a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I obviously graduated. I went away to college. I came back and I came back on staff in 2007. Yep. And so were you in the youth group yet, Aaron? Pastor uh, Aaron? Not quite. Yeah. You weren't even, I came on staff. You weren't even old enough to be in youth ministry yet. Nope. So I still don't quite remember you. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not like. Anyway, church is large enough to where, like, I'm not going to go down to the kids' ministry and say hi to all the kids and get to know everybody. So anyway, <laughs> right. But, yeah, I don't know most of the kids down there right now. I, so. I don't know most so, of them. So, yeah, I, who know, who know, I didn't know you, but all of a sudden you just kind of came into the youth ministry, and here you are. You're still sticking around, yes, which is sir. pretty yeah, cool. That's right. And go ahead. No, I was going to say, I know we wanted to ask Johanna a lot of questions today, but we asked a question last podcast that I was so curious about that I actually went home and looked this up, Pastor Luke. I don't know if you remember this. I remember everything, but we, go ahead and remind we, me. We talked about things. <laughs> we had asked asked the question, is there anything in the world That's, oh. that it is harder to say than to do? Yes, because the saying goes, oh, easier said than done. It's easier said than done. And we were like, is there anything easier done than said? Yeah, so I actually looked this up, and I found a list of a few things that are easier done and then said, I don't know if I agree with them all, but I, I didn't want to, I'm not going to go through the whole list. Okay. But I just want to give you the, the number one answer that I found on the internet of this was on multiple lists, number one, two or three on multiple lists of the easiest thing done rather than said. Can I take a, can I take a guess? And maybe yes. Johanna can take a guess as well. Yeah, I, ha- I definitely have a guess. Okay. Well, so something that is easier done than, than said could be something like, um, 
maybe maybe like teaching your parents how technology works. Okay, that's a really good guess. Okay, that was actually that wasn't number one, but that was number two on multiple lists. Wow. <laughs> nice. And we have to be honest here. I had, I had no idea this was coming. Yeah, just a, just on the moment guess for me. Did you have something? I was also thinking of something like teaching children how like tie their shoes. Things like that. I didn't see that one on the list. All right. What so, were your thoughts then, Johanna? Okay. My guess was totally like different aspect than Pastor Luke's. It's like breathing. Like I feel like that's easier said than – or easier done than said. Like you just naturally breathe and like you have to talk to say breathing. That's true. Okay. That's true. That's a good answer. I, I like that a lot. But it's not the answer that I found on the okay, internet. Okay. Okay. Um, the number one like – thing that kept coming up over and over again was the word procrastination oh because it's kind of tricky to say but it's really easy to do that is very true that is very true very Uh, true so it's it's very easy to procrastinate yeah um but it's it's a little bit of a a word that's tricky to say oh it took me forever to actually figure out how to say it (laughs) and i still mess it up procrastination Uh uh-huh nice so for some reason it's funny it's funny that you said because last week on the podcast I kept thinking of it's easier to like supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Yeah. Because just sometimes it's easier to say it than just to explain (laughs) it or something like that. I don't know. I was thinking that too. Long word Mm -hmm. that's just easier to say than to explain. Oh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for just. I just want, we kind of left that hanging in the air last podcast. That was a hanger. And I needed to bring some closure to our audience and let them know. I'm glad you brought closure. I'll be able to rest tonight now. I know. I've, I really did that for you. Thank I wanted you. you to be able to lay your head down on the pillow tonight and just be able to fall asleep. Okay. So, Johanna. Yes. When was the first time you started serving at church? How old were you and what did you do? Ooh, that is a very good question. Um, I believe I was in the fifth or sixth grade, so however old that makes me, and I served in the Candyland room which is our three-year-old classroom. Aw. Yes. Just children serving children. Yes. Oh, yeah. And everybody called me Miss Josie. Okay. Was and you had... I was just going to ask, was there a reason they called you Miss Josie instead of Johanna? Because Miss Patrice, which is one of the main teachers in the class at the time, she liked calling me Josie better than Johanna, and that just stuck. So. Okay. I could see Beatrice doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, Okay. <laughs> okay. So we've start. We're this is the great. Just what a wonderful podcast this is. Great start. So obviously, what I'm trying to set is a precedent here, I guess, which is like we give opportunities for kids to serve that is at true. church. Yes. Did they have the children's worship team up and running when you were coming up through Kids in the Rock ministry? What I remember when I was in Kids on the Rock is there wasn't many students. Um, we did a lot of more like the TV worship when yep. I was a kid. Uh-huh. So not exactly. Okay. If there was probably a children's worship team, would you have joined that? Probably not. No? <laughs> because I, was, I used to be terrified. Uh-huh. I still am of singing in front of people, and I really – don't like it uh-huh. and um it was even a challenge like right now you still don't like it even even yeah i okay. still get so scared and so nervous to sing in front of people uh-huh. and um so i probably wouldn't have joined i loved the children's choir the christmas choir that we did every year but that was the extent of me singing i would never try out for like solos or anything because i was just too terrified yeah <laughs> that's cool all right yeah. so we we're starting at a young age to serve 
Yeah, which is great. I love that. Absolutely. And then you kind of come up into Ignited, and typically what you see when you transition into our student ministry going into seventh grade is there is fear. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, yeah because you're, you're like, well, when you're in fifth and sixth grade, you're the king of the castle. Yeah, right. you're, you're the you're the big like shot. The, you're the yeah, big you're shot. the big shot. And so you you went from being, you know, the big shot, fifth, sixth grader, everybody's younger than you to, whoa, there is a there is a difference between a seventh grader and a senior. Yes. And our youth <laughs> For ministry sure. our youth ministry is quite large. Yep. And so you get nervous, you get scared. So I'm guessing that you didn't just hop into uh, a place to serve when you transitioned. That is very true. So actually, what did you do? So I was so terrified of Ignited, actually. The first Wednesday night that I came to was a Moto Fest, which is a really big event that we used to do here. And I was so scared because there were so many people. I actually didn't come for the first year for my seventh grade year on Wednesday nights. Mm -hmm. I came on Sunday mornings because it was a lot smaller and I knew more people there. But I did not come on Wednesday nights for my seventh grade year because I was so intimidated. (laughs) (laughs) And that's very common amongst our young students. Uh, We see that a lot and we don't we don't get angry at students who do that. We just let we just give them time to transition. Yeah, because then eventually you did yes. come in. So I'm assuming it was your eighth grade year. Then you started coming on Wednesday night. Yeah, something switched. How was that transition? So you were still in middle school. The seniors are still really intimidating. Mm-hmm. But what was what kind of was the shift for you of being like, hey, I think I should be a part of the youth ministry. Man, like I honestly don't really remember too much of like my seventh and eighth grade years but I do know that like I seen you in Ignited Pastor Aaron at the time and um I wanted I like to be with you a lot I always hung out with you and so I think that probably was something I just wanted to like not go to like the kids area and serve I wanted to actually be a part of Ignited I started making friends and then um I actually I think when I was in eighth grade, I started serving on the greeter team because one of um, a friend of mine was on there, and then a person that we knew, Miss Kim Coriel, she was the leader of that, and I really liked her, and we like know her really well. So I think that was a big part of like, okay, I I know some people now, so I think I'll start going. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's get yep. And then when you were in the youth ministry, did you serve on the worship team at all? Yes. So I actually, the first time I tried out for the worship team, I think I was like in the eighth grade and I actually did not make it because there's a funny story behind that. So funny now, not funny then. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) It was not funny then. I had no idea what I was walking into um, for the audition and uh, Miss Jen, Pastor Luke's wife, uh, she's like, okay, if you want to try out for like harmonies come over here and if you want to try out for melody then you would come over here and I had no idea what those words even meant at the time and so I just went to one random group and um, I went to the harmony group and I didn't know what anything meant back then so I just sang the melody when I was supposed to be trying out for the harmony and obviously they are very different Mm -hmm. things and so I got the email I was like I'm so sorry but (laughs) We're not going to have you 
uh, uh, be part of the team right now. You still like, hate Miss Jennifer, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> yeah, but then. <laughs> yeah, she's no, I still I love her so much. Oh, I know. She Teasing she helps you. me so much. No, and then I um, tried out again actually when I think I was in ninth grade. You actually started taking singing lessons, I, right? I oh, did really? actually. In between then, I took some lessons from uh, some senior girls who were in Ignited on on the team. Um, and then I tried out again when I was in ninth grade with Carlene, actually, and we both made it. So, this is a wonderful story. This <laughs> is the gold I knew was in there. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great story. I love that because you did not let one rejection and mistake of trying out for the wrong part on the worship team, yeah, like knock you down. You mm-hmm. were like, all right, so you went, you kind of put your hand to the work, you were getting lessons, trying to get better with your singing voice mm-hmm. and then came back and not only made the team but you kind of grew up then serving for four years on the worship team yes. as a student that is true did you ever lead a song as a well, student as a student um there were mm, i'm trying to think i know isn't it hard to remember everything? it is so it's hard, so to hard. i don't think i ever led full songs as a student i may I can't even remember because I graduated early. Shout out to all my homeschoolers. Um, I graduated early. There's so There's like four listening. <laughs> um, I graduated early. So I actually was younger than everybody else when I wasn't a student, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if I started leading verses when I was a student or when I was okay, graduated. Do you, do, you, like, do you remember the total like – nervousness going oh, into your first for time sure. leading out a verse or a chorus, whatever it might it be. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Do you remember the song? Yes. Oh, <laughs> what was the song? Oh, I'm yeah. so curious. Real Love. This it was, was Real Love. Yeah, I believe it was the first verse of Real Love. the first verse go? I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. I'm, I yeah, I'm trying to think of how the first verse goes. That's how it like starts. Staring like. into your eyes. Staring into your eyes makes my heart come alive. And yes, Aaron, that's all I got. <laughs> it probably sounded just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which means we just sounded really bad. <laughs> it's okay. I love the Lord, though. So Amen. he likes my voice. And um, so, okay, here we go. And then you kind of like, they get you. This is how we train people up. Yeah, this is kind of what the process is, is like we just don't throw people. We've never just thrown somebody out there to the wolves and be like, hey, survive. That's <laughs> a, a bad way to it's disciple a, people. Yeah. So you, you get your opportunity to lead a verse or a chorus here and there and things are happening. And then uh, you kind of get like, you know, a big ask eventually down the road. Right. That is true. And so just a couple of years ago, even. Right. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago where it had an opportunity come up where there was a worship leader position that opens up with the youth mm-hmm. ministry yeah and carly and johanna are asked to take it over how yes, was that sir. what was that like man that was probably the most terrifying thing that i've ever been asked in my entire life <laughs> um wait was that more ter- this is gonna be a weird question but I, it there's some context here okay. was that more terrifying than the first time that a guy asked you on a date oh I don't know. <laughs> I think so because like I actually like love worship and I didn't even know the guy that asked me out. So Oh, okay. <laughs> like 
Uh, that's a whole nother podcast that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) is love life it is not love (laughs) 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 sorry it's like it was rejection for sure okay so we won't do a podcast on that then so you so you you got this this big ask to to step up and yes and not only be a part of the worship team and lead a verse or a song but to lead the entire ministry. Yeah. There's a big learning curve there too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There is. Yeah. Like even before then, like I feel like I was just getting into leading full songs and I still really wasn't comfortable leading a full song um, at all. And so that was, that was really scary. And then, yeah, taking on the team and just like having that flock underneath you was also very terrifying. Like, man, like we have to plan everything now. We we get to like plan like all the sets. We plan all the hangouts. We plan everything. We have to make sure things are working correctly. You got a small budget. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. got it expanded though. <laughs> <laughs> I helped with that too. So that yeah. was fun. Yeah. All right. So I got a question because you just mentioned something that maybe most people didn't even realize happened with our worship team at Ignited mm-hmm. because it's way more than just planning out a set and playing an instrument or singing on a Wednesday yes. night. Especially as the leader, there's a lot of discipleship that happens. This is true. And you even said just a minute ago, you said it's like taking care of this little flock that's mm-hmm. underneath you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a way, you're becoming almost this this shepherd mm-hmm. to this little flock of worship worship members, worship mm-hmm. team members. And what was what was that like? Because you've been now you've been coming to Cornerstone since you've been two. You know, you've come up through Kids on the Rock and mm-hmm. through, uh, you know, Becky Monty's ministry and then through Ignited. And now you're just graduated a few years. And all of a sudden you have a moment where you're actually discipling students in worshiping the Lord. How did mm-hmm. you handle that big transition? What was that like? That is a very good question. It's a hard question. It is a very hard question. <laughs> Sorry, One it's a hard question. The questions I was fearing coming onto this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Um, but I feel like... Coming up, like, we were all friends, like, on the team. Like, we're all, we were all really close, and we still are. And so, like, it was an interesting transition um, for myself and also, I feel like, for the team members mm-hmm. because it we're so close as friends. And now I'm taking this step, and now I'm the leader over them. And mm-hmm. so... There was that balance of like, okay, so we have to decide when we're going to um, we're going to act like friends, and then when we're going to be part of a team, and we're going to um, just respect either listen another. and respect the authority or the people uh, underneath you. And so that that was an interesting balance that we have to we had to figure out. But I feel like everyone on the team like totally transitioned really well with it, and like. We were all really excited and um, understood that, but it was very, very interesting. And so. would you say that that you, over the last couple of years of leading the team, you've learned a lot? Oh, for sure. So much. I have <laughs> learned way more than I ever learned like before this, like Just in my entire life. Of, a fast track of training almost. Yeah, it's I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know I kind of get a, a little bit of a backstage pass to your training and things that you do constantly that other people don't see, like um, going to different worship conferences yep. uh, and doing training. And also another really cool thing, a lot of people probably don't know this about you, Johanna, is that over the past couple of years, you have uh, taught yourself 
to start play a keyboard. This is true. And so she's kept it a secret so nobody <laughs> asked her to play. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. I knew that. Uh, that's funny. Um, and obviously, you're not like amazing because you just started I playing. I'm not amazing. A, uh, at maybe all. what was it, a year ago or so that you actually kind of got your own keyboard and started playing? Yeah, about a year ago is when I started actually playing like with the team a little bit, but it's been about three years since I've been learning. Okay. It's so important to learn that skill because you turn into a better worship leader when you understand music. That that is also true. That's, that's so important. Yeah, and I know that I'm. I never really. I was in a little bit of music school uh, or music class when I was in school, but I was never very good at it. Never really understood it. Not good at it. Um, <laughs> but you were able to pick that up, which is I think is pretty impressive, mm-hmm. um, especially without going to like lessons or anything. Just learning from different people and. I don't know how you do that, like through YouTube or what. I actually have my best friend who I ask a million, million gazillion questions, and she actually has helped me a lot. Shout out to Tatiana Verville. Nice. Very nice. Thanks, Tatiana. Love that. Uh huh. She's she's a great keyboard player herself. She is. And she can sing as well. Anyway, that, that's a whole other podcast right there. <laughs> yeah. But one of the reasons why I really wanted to kind of go over this topic and have Johanna come in here and just simply share a bit, of her, a bit of her story. Obviously, there's a whole lot more to it than what we were able to fit into this podcast today is mainly because I wanted to just highlight the fact that the church, the local church in general, is an absolute wonderful training center. Yeah. A discipleship center in a way. Oh, yeah. Uh, obviously, it is. Not in yeah. a way. Obviously, we are. We're making disciples. Yeah, that was the Great Commission. And you can see with their stories, like, she starts serving as a fifth grader, whether you're know, probably 12, 13 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and then just c- kind of continue moving up as she ages. You age out, you age in to different ministries, but at the same time, continuing to just apply yourself and serve. Mm-hmm. And I will say this. At, along the way, brave enough to say yes to things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which is difficult for people. It, it is, is very, very difficult. difficult. It's still difficult to do something you've never done before. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I remember on that same first mission trip that you went on to Mexico City. I have this distinct memory. The very first day that we're there, Pastor Luke, we're in Mexico City, and the missionary that we're there with. Um, she's an incredible missionary there. Uh, she runs OSI. She's extremely um, impressive. In- incredibly impressive. She decided to take us to the tallest building in Mexico City. Oh, my goodness. To look out over the city. This yeah. has nothing to do with ministry, but I remember it very distinctly. And if you don't know my sister, Johanna, <laughs> like one of her greatest terrified fears in life is, is heights. Of she's heights. terrified of heights. And if I remember correctly, you made it almost all the way I to the top. I made it to the top, she but I didn't to the go almost. to the edge. Oh, I, I remember that. Yeah, she did not want to go to the edge. I do remember that. Or to the to the like to the, to the, to the, like, the balcony, lookout the area. I made yeah. it to the edge, but I just sat down. Uh, which is that in itself, I think, shows your your willingness to say yes to do terrifying things. Mm-hmm. And this kind of story again reminded me of something, Pastor Luke, that I learned. Um, when I was in the Ignited Ministry Academy here at Cornerstone, from uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the one and only Dr. Ron Cottle. Oh, he is <laughs> the man. He, he is the man. Oh, my God. And uh, Dr. Ron Cottle wrote a book called Training for Reigning. Uh, it's the study of the life of David. It's a great book. And in that book, he writes about how David started his roots of growing to become a leader in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread or the, the house of the word. 
And so Bethlehem was really for David a representation of the local church. Mm-hmm. And there's the, he writes this entire storyline about how the local church is supposed to be and should be a place of discipleship and training up young leaders to take over yeah. and, and, and to, to lead in ministry, um, which I think is so important that we don't just see the local church as a place I come, you know, once a week on Sunday and hear a message and sing a song or sing a few songs with some people, or I come on a Wednesday night to a ignited service. Um, but it's a place where I can grow in the things of God. Yep. I can th- mm-hmm. get opportunities. I can say yes to things. Yeah. I think that is a, a key part that we can miss about what the local church is about if, if we're not looking for it. Yeah. And I, I can brag a little bit too on Johanna and Carlene, who have both done a fantastic job at, at leading the, the worship team, but they also Thank lead you. other ministries here too. They're, they're both connect group leaders. And um, right now your sister, Carlene, is leading our summer internship program with a couple other people. And they're doing a fantastic job, but they've grown the worship team. You've doubled it, right? In that size. is true. Yes. You've added not just singers, but uh, instrument players, you know, keyboardists, guitarists, guitarists, bass players, uh, mm-hmm. and all that all that stuff. It's so hard to do. You guys have done a fantastic job with it. I'm excited to see where it's going to continue to go. You guys come in almost every Monday. Yes. And you just tell us, I don't exactly know everything <laughs> you're doing when you're here. Obviously, I know you're here because you just like being here. That but is you also take true. Th- it seems to me that you take time to kind of do scheduling stuff. Yes. We So we usually we have scheduling stuff that we have to do and uh, get the teams ready for the next month. And then we um, we have an iPad that we have uh, as like background tracks and stuff for every set that we have. So we work on the iPad for that week and mm-hmm. uh, work on the tracks and stuff like that. And sometimes we'll practice or just hang out with you guys, laugh, yep. talk about random things, and just learn more about ministry and stuff like that. And, and sometimes you just kind of go into the uh, onto the stage and worship a little bit too. That right? is also true. So I've heard that. I've heard the piano going for hours sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh my <laughs> goodness! Oh yeah, I love. I don't know if she knows it. But I can hear it. Yeah, I, I try and. I love not just think walking out that. into our game. I'm walking out of the <laughs> office, and I'm just gonna go take a little walk. Sometimes I don't know about you, Pastor. Sometimes I'm just I just need to walk for like two minutes, just get my blood flowing, and then I can come back and tackle this next project. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I'll be walking around, and I'll just just hear that piano going, and be like, oh yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. Me too. I love it it's too. So good. So. Really just highlighting a little bit of how the local church can really be a place to train people to sell people. Johanna is a, I don't, I don't want to say product because that sounds a little like inhumane or whatever, but like she is a testimony. Yeah. What? <laughs> that's why you're on the podcast. <laughs> yes. A testimony yeah. of, of somebody who has said yes to serving throughout the years, who has been willing to learn, grow, help. Uh, us and in doing so we've done our best i would say to help her oh you guys have been such a big help so we just try we want to we want to just make this a place i mean the church obviously should be a place but we do want to make this a place where people can grow where they can serve even make a mistake and say don't worry about it here we'll we'll try this next time or try that Mm -hmm. next time and and let's just try again And, and not a place where it's just like rules and regulations and you better perform and performance based and all that stuff. It, it can't become that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. can't become that. And, mm-hmm. and, and, but so is, oh, there's always the tension because it's a performance because you're, you're singing. Right. And you're yes. playing 
and you're preaching. Oh, yeah. And you're communicating and you're trying to do things. So you're trying to perform, but at the same time, it's not a performance. Yes. It's, it's never a problem to be solved. It's always a tension to be managed. It's a tension to be managed. Andy Stanley. And there's a great <laughs> song that starts off. This is no performance. <laughs> Lord, I pray it's worship. Go on, Jana. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a great job, Pastor Luke. I don't need to take over. <laughs> I only want to sing. There it is. With their own heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, it's good stuff, guys. Uh, it's I love it. Great to be with you, audience. Love it. This was a great podcast. Thank you, Johanna. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Would you ever come on again? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if uh, you, did, why is it? <laughs> why, why was the big? Was the big hesitation? Yeah. Why? What did I do wrong? What did Maybe I do wrong? Maybe next time, if I can uh, prepare a little bit more. Oh no. <laughs> I I've, love I've, spontaneity. I, I think that's a fair request, though. <laughs> I'll allow it. I was just thrown in here not knowing what in the world we were even talking about. So, Well, you did a great job. <laughs> you did Thank do a great you. job. Yep, you did a great job. It's been great to be with you today, audience. We'll see you next time. See you guys. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work them off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today.